0: David Watts on Mix 93.8. Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on a Monday night, as we do each and every Monday at this time. It is What's Involved. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Special guest in studio. I've been looking forward to this for a while. We've actually been trying to to get this set up for a while, but now eventually we managed uh, in studio with me, my guest this evening, Connie Oberata from The Cosmetics Chef. Hello, Connie.
1: Hi, David. So good to be here finally.
0: Yes, we have gone through a bit of a mission to actually get this set up. I mean, then there was my my stuff, your stuff, my stuff, your stuff, and uh, so on and so forth. But very excited to have you with us. Um, You've been on the radio station before. It was, what, more than a year ago, I guess.
1: Um, No, I think it was late last year. I was with Saskia Viet. I think, yeah, it was about um, October-ish
0: okay yep. but but very quickly, yes, and uh, I was fascinated, and I thought okay i got gotta hear more about this and about this cosmetics chef um, and that was for a couple of reasons. number one is because um, not only are you a published author um, but you're also a qualified cosmetic chemist. so let's start off with, with right at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about Connie i mean where where do you come from? How did you get into this whole cosmetics thing?
1: Well, basically i'm a Girl from the Vale, from good old Eden Vale.
0: Really?
1: So, yeah. Born wow. and bred in the Vale. And um, I'd always just loved chemistry. So I loved chemistry at school. And really, at that stage, I actually wanted to find cures for diseases. I wanted to study pharmacology while I was at school. But unfortunately, parents couldn't afford university. So I had to find another way. So I literally opened up the Yellow Pages Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people may not know what the Yellow Pages (laughs) is. I think most of our (laughs) listeners will know the Yellow Pages. And I just looked for chemical companies to do a bursary or some kind of apprenticeship because in those days you could still do apprenticeships. And I came across so many companies just just said, no, no, no. And eventually one of the companies I came across told me I needed to speak to a lady who ran a cosmetics manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. So I got a hold of her and she invited me to spend the day with her at her cosmetics factory And this was really just literally a day after I finished my matric exams and I went and spent the day with her and I learned about making cosmetics and my mind was blown away and I absolutely fell in love and I knew that that's where I had to be.
0: Are we allowed to ask you what the company is?
1: The the company, unfortunately, is no longer around. It was called Q Cosmetics and the lady's name was Diane. I wish I could remember her surname because she opened doors for me that, were absolutely incredible it was amazing
0: so this is one of those okay that's that's now it i want to learn to how does one because you 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 say here you you, you're a a qualified cosmetic chemist now this obviously then involved a lot of studying so where did you go how did you do this now
1: well the same lady she actually introduced me to a diploma course that is run through the society of cosmetic chemists known as coschem and you actually go do a two-year diploma course uh, doing cosmetic chemistry so in universities at the moment there is no specialized cosmetic course. So most of the people that are qualified in the industry have got some kind of food degree or a general BSc degree. So this actually specializes in the cosmetic science which is oil emulsion technology. So I signed up for the course, started doing that, got in like major, I got a job in the industry, study part-time mm-hmm. and just got to know the real hands-on experiences to literally starting work in a factory i was a factory worker and actually started on the factory floor compounding
0: cosmetics now just the the irony of this and one of the reasons that my eyes lit up is um when i was growing up my dad was um he'd moved into the uh, cosmetics industry so he worked for a company in those days it was called uh, cheese ponds then it became Elida Pons, and now it's Lever Pons, i believe um, and he was he was working for them uh, thereafter he worked uh, moved to uh, Estee Lauder and from there to Revlon and when he was at Estee Lauder i used to sneak in there during the the, the school holidays and i would sit on the production line and you know see what the guys were doing and how th- and it was fascinating i mean you know just to to sort of see these drums of chemicals and things coming in and then people sort of putting it all together and as as luck, luck would have it later, later on, uh, we actually started our own company where we, were do, we did packaging of cosmetics and chemicals and uh, in those days, I don't even know if it uh, exists anymore, the mum dry stick yeah, the deodorant scientist? stick Yeah, we actually got the contract uh, from Bristol Meyer Squibb in those days and uh, I used to actually make mum dry sticks which involved getting to the factory very early in the morning and all of these steam-jacketed vessels, and it, just, it was very alchemical. Um, but there was something, something kind of special about it. And So when I saw that, that you did the same thing, I was, okay, this, she's a cosmetics chemist. She must know her story. Um, you say two-year diploma, but it, it's, it's, not, it's not a walk in the park, is it?
1: No, it certainly isn't. I mean, I always joke around. It's not rocket science it's yeah. cosmetic science so it's just a lot of the first year particularly is a lot of theory a lot about the emulsion technology your actual chemistry behind it um, skin biology hair biology knowing because i mean that you apply it to your hair and skin so you need to know a lot about that as well and then in the second year it focuses a lot more on production manufacturing packaging and all of those things that play a role so it is a lot of information and it's not undoable i mean we've had amazing people go through the course but it's just, it is a lot of work and, and you need to have a fair understanding of chemistry or a fair love of chemistry.
0: Okay, so, so then you qualified, then what? Then you, did you work in corporate for a while?
1: Well, I worked um, for various cosmetic companies. So at the stage, I'd started out actually working at a contract manufacturer, which mm. also they did a lot of cosmetic, um, well, colour cosmetics, term mm. your lipsticks, nail polishes, but they also did your aqueous creams and basic body care products. And I'd worked there for a while and then... Um, Got a job at a bigger cosmetic brand where they actually had their own brand, which is a company in Pretoria. They did a lot of ethnic hair care products. And I just kind of moved around in the industry, decided to try being on the supplier side. We actually supply the ingredients, but they always have a technical lab to test the ingredients before supplying it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I eventually decided to start my own consulting business about 10 years ago, and I... That Form, formulation development for other people who wanted to start their own cosmetic brands.
0: Okay, now when, when you say formulations, I would come to you and say, Connie, I want to start David's Cosmetics Inc. Um, and I want to sell, and I give you a list. And then I say, okay, off you go now make something pretty. Is that is that how it works?
1: Yeah, basically, I would help a person from product idea to product launch. So all okay. I would need from you is you would say, I want to make an anti-aging skin cream and I wanted to have amazing benefits on wrinkle reduction or whatever it is. And then I would compile the formulation for you. I'd actually make samples so that you would have to test them and feel them, see if you like them, make sure it's within your target costing, all these things play a role. And then eventually once you get the product that you love the feel of that you've tested and other people love you would approve that and then I would set you up with contract manufacturers that could help you assist with all your legal requirements because of course cosmetics are legislated and just making sure that everything is okay so that you can launch a really good cosmetic product that does well and can even be exported
0: fantastic stuff and then that wasn't enough for you Clearly not. We'll get on to what was uh, enough for you and where you are in uh, just a little while. My guest in studio from The Cosmetics Chef, it's Connie Oberata, and uh, she's written an amazing book. We'll talk about that as well when we come back. And stay listening because she has agreed to give away a fantastic prize uh, towards the end of this evening's hour. So looking forward to that. David Watts on Mix 93.8. There we go, nice laid back and lazy on a Monday evening. I hope you guys... Maybe you're still in traffic because it was a mess, let's be honest. Uh, getting here, both of us came from sort of Pretoria side today. Uh, Connie, you just managed to miss the worst of it.
1: Yes, I did, fortunately. And,
0: and was was one of the clever ones sitting in her car when I arrived here. And um, after sort of a rather long car journey, I needed to go to the bathroom quite urgently. And it was this toss-up between how long could I sit in the car and whether the rain would ease up. Needless to say, it didn't. So I looked like a drowned rat. Uh, but anyway, we made it here safe and sound. Uh, it is what's involved on this Monday night. My guest in studio, Connie Oberata from The Cosmetic Shift. So you were consulting to people, you were making formulas. Is it, is it like I imagine it to be? Because I kind of imagine it to be very alchemical and I'd see all these sort of test tubes and, you know, beakers and flasks and bubbling and all those things. Or is it not nearly as exciting as that?
1: No, unfortunately not. I think it's always like if if you're involved with CSI and you watch CSI on TV, it's always a lot more glamorous than what it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose if you went into a perfume company that was actually extracting perfumes or a company that was extracting some kind of natural extract, there'd be a lot more of your flasks and bubbling beakers. But a normal cosmetics lab is really kind of almost like a kitchen that you can actually just whip a couple of things together. You have water products, you have oil products, you mix them together with a mixer so it's not really actually all that fancy
0: but it looks fancy when it's done so so yes. you were consulting then what possessed you to go and write a book because i mean i've, I've spoken to many many authors and even more people who have always gone i want to write a book and there's this theory that everybody has at least one book in their mind i'm not sure i buy into that but this i mean clearly was it was a labor of love what possessed you why
1: Well, on the one hand, the consulting side, I mean, I've been doing it for a number of years. And as much as I really loved it, I also realized that consulting is you selling hours. Mm -hmm. And of course, hours are limited. And I needed to make a decision about where am I going to go with my business? Do I want to employ people? Do I want to grow this big consulting business? Or what is it that I want to do? And my whole thing has always been I love making the products. I love being at the lab bench, which was one of the reasons I left the corporate world to become a consultant because I was moving up in management positions and having to do management reports, which I really hated. So I want to be that lab rat at the bench making product. So with the consulting, if I had to expand, it would be once again moving away from what I love. So then I needed to think about a way to do a business where I could still do what I love, but have a business that will grow beyond me. And a lot of your entrepreneurs will have all said this in their shows, it's, it's always got to be something that eventually becomes something that you could either sell or that becomes something that you can be proud of or grow and, and employ people or whatever. So going the cosmetic chef journey was quite interesting, where it was actually a friend of mine who just randomly asked me a question one day. I'd bought a really great kitchen appliance called a Thermomix. And she had said to me, well, you know, this thing heats, it does all sorts of things that emulsifies, could you make cosmetics in it and in your kitchen? So initially I laughed at her and I thought, oh, you're mad. You've got to have a nice lab and you've got to be fancy and you've got to have all the good equipment to really make stuff. But she had planted the seed and then it started growing in my mind. And I thought, actually, why can't you make cosmetics in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. If I know how to make it in a lab, why can't I simplify it so that everybody can make it in their kitchen? And then I realized, well, actually I could do a recipe book because who better to get a proper recipe from than an actual cosmetic chemist? And I realized there isn't really anything out there like that. I thought, well... Time to get a book cracking, and that's how the cosmetic chef was born.
0: How long did it take? Because because I've got a copy of the book in studio with me, and it it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's been Thank very, you. very well put together. Um and I see here, you were very you were very modest. Now I'm reading the back again, okay? <laughs> um past president uh Society of Cosmetic Chemists of South Africa. Yes. Wow. Twice. Okay. <laughs> really? Um VIP contributor at Japan CITE. CITE. Wow. Technical Committee Member, CTFA, Cosmetics Toiletries and Fragrance Association. Where do you find time to write a book in all of that?
1: Weekends and after hours.
0: Uh huh. Uh, This must have taken some time.
1: Um, Well, I'm the kind of person, once I put my mind to something and I say I'm going to do it, I need to make sure I get it done quickly, otherwise I'll lose interest halfway through. So I had decided on this idea... Over the December break in 2016, so January 2017, I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. So I decided I wanted to make 50 recipes and I just broke it down. And because my consulting business was actually really busy, my Monday to Friday normal working time was completely full so i literally on weekends would spend the entire saturday and sunday in my kitchen and my husband can attest to that (laughs) the kitchen was taken over and i was trying to adapt all my normal kind of formulations into basic recipes and i spent six months creating the recipes perfecting them testing them getting friends to test them to make sure that i've made it properly and so it literally took me six months to create everything So there was a January. um, I finished all my recipe testing by the July of that year. And then I started working on the theory bits, because in the book is also a bit about cosmetic science, why you need to have emulsifiers, what are preservatives, what do they do, and also skin biology, hair biology, so you understand the science and how cosmetics react. Mm -hmm. So then I worked on that, and then I decided I, I wanted to do this properly. So I made sure I got a proper professional editor, and I had to send everything off to her, Got a professional product photographer to come and do the pictures and put the whole thing together so that it could go to the um, publishers by the October or September, October. Because I wanted to launch in November. I wanted it to take me less than a year. And that's what happened in November 2017. I launched the book.
0: It's a mammoth task, though. When I I have a look at the book, and I've got to tell you, it's absolutely beautiful. Thank Um, you. And you've, you've obviously put a lot of time in it but I'm going to start asking you questions now because the first thing is when you said you can make stuff in your kitchen I'm like yeah I remember back in the day there was uh, something which you could buy and they would post to you and it was a little manual called formula and process and in it you could learn to make anything from dishwashing liquid to whatever but getting your hands on the chemicals um, was at that stage also quite, quite a difficult thing. And, I mean, to me, and let's talk about that at, in, in just a little bit. I want to talk to you about what goes into cosmetics and, and, and everything. Because, I mean, we just go out and we buy it and we slap it on our faces and hope for the best. So we're going to talk about that. But then the book was launched. Um, people started, uh, obviously, buying the book, reading the book, contacting you. When did you then transition into being full-time the cosmetics chef?
1: Um, About a year ago, where I realized that to really do this brand justice, I needed to focus on it. So I closed my consulting business. Um, It wasn't fair to work on other people's brands while working on my own. And also the passion had shifted. So I wanted to build my own. So also part of the planning with the launch of the book was that I knew that I wanted to also make a lot of those ingredients available, the specialized ingredients. Exactly. As you said, a lot of ingredients are difficult to get. And what I found when I first started the book, I first tried to see exactly what products I could make with your basic ingredients that you could buy at a discam, wellness warehouse or health shop. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was very limiting. And they didn't feel as great. I mean, we all are used to buying amazing products and it feeling really great on our skin. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized I needed to actually use industry-specialized ingredients that you can only get in industry. You're not going to find it on a supermarket shelf. And I realized well, the only way I can then make recipes like that is to make those agree- ingredients available. And I made sort of ingredient kit starter packs or cream kits that fit with the book, and they were ready to go when the book launched as well. So that when you came across a recipe in the book that needed – Beauty Moss, which is one of my emulsifiers, it's an organic emulsifier that gives the cream a beautiful feel so that you can really have that, you know, your body shop type of beautiful, luxurious Mm -hmm. feel. So I had to know that, you know, I had to make sure that that was available to people because it's pointless. People can't get the stuff.
0: But this must have been quite an investment for you because when you do something like that, this kind of stuff isn't available in small quantities. I mean, the guys that manufacture it or wherever you get it from are used to manufacturing in bulk. So do you have now a garage full of uh, 200-litre drums? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Luckily, I do have a warehouse that I'm using. (laughs) So it's not necessarily the garage. Um, But my lab at home that I'd converted is also full of stock. So through my involvement in the industry, I have very good relationships with a lot of the suppliers. And even through my consulting, I used to deal with a lot of the brands that would need to buy smaller pack sizes. And when I mean smaller pack sizes, I'm talking 10 kilos. So I would buy, I now buy the 10 kilos and I repack mm-hmm. it and sell it in 100 grams because that is more than enough for somebody to make stuff at home. You certainly yeah. don't want to buy 10 kilos. I always joke that will be part of your inheritance if you had to.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh, if you'd like to uh, have a chat, uh, post comment or anything like that, you can SMS as 41348. SMS is charged at one 50 uh, Otherwise, WhatsApp as 0848220938. Somebody's just gone, you guys, okay, maybe the, the, the correct working you guys are not talking about this book first products are test for at least 50 years in my reasoning i'm um, sorry i thought i had to do this i'm not sure if i get there but maybe they're going you have to test products for 50 years surely science has has moved on from testing because we're going to get onto this testing but because everybody's got this idea of testing but let's just talk for now about um so you made the kits you've got the the the, the product available Um, But that wasn't enough for you because now you have to go out and you still actually host, what, workshops?
1: Yes, so I do workshops where people can actually come and make products with me. So it's a three hour workshop. I run them at the Miele Kitchen in Bryanston and I try and do them once every two months. Mm-hmm. And we actually make various products. So there at the workshops, I go into really specialized products. We make anti-aging serums and firming body lotions, beauty masks. So we really go premium in those and you, I make the products with you. So it's just a nice introduction and it's a fun morning making your own products. And you well, walk away with three products.
0: Are these organic? Are they all natural and organic, or I mean, are there some chemicals that you have to add?
1: Well, the word chemicals is a bit tricky because, in all honesty, water is a chemical, it's made up of chemicals. good point. So good I point. always play around with the word chemicals, but all of my ingredients are natural or naturally derived, and some of them are organic. It is okay. very difficult to get organic ingredients in South Africa. Yeah, most of our cosmetic raw materials are imported from Europe or the states or elsewhere. So it is difficult. The South African market, the whole cosmetic market, is a tiny, tiny drop in the ocean in the global market. Mm -hmm. So it is difficult to get a lot of the ingredients here. But I try and get organic where I can. And as long as it's also reasonable, I don't want to get something in that's going to cost 2,000 rand and then nobody's going to actually want to buy that. So it's got to be reasonable and affordable as well. But I
0: mean, you've got in, in, in this book, you've got 50 handcrafted recipes. So you cover the spectrum. Yes, wonderful stuff we'll talk more about that and i'm going to ask the difficult questions about cosmetics and chemicals and all the bad things that people put on their skins we'll do that in just a bit connie oberata my guest in studio tonight david Watts on mix 93.8 it is what's involved this monday night my guest in studio this evening the cosmetics chef connie oberata um we're discussing the business the evolution of the business and you know A lot of people out there, there are those that are of an entrepreneurial nature and then there are those that are not. Um, The journey is not an easy one as an entrepreneur. So, you know, if if nothing else, hats off for that. Um, Because it hasn't all been a bed of roses, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) No, certainly not. Um, I think we always like to show the good side, particularly on social media. Mm -hmm. We'll do the wonderful, like, oh, life is great and so successful and you'll, blow out of, you know, how good things are. But the reality is it's sleepless nights. There is a lot of stress. You worry about things. A lot of days I feel like I'm in way over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've completely left my comfort zone, which is the lab. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are some days where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing today, but you just got to get up, figure it out and, and move along. And and that does come with its own stress.
0: And, and obviously, as you said, you, you love being in the lab and now having to kind of... Go out, teach people. And I mean, this is taking your passion and putting it in a book and, and in your business and going, there it is. You know, this is my baby. This is something I've nurtured and I love. And you stand the chance of people going, well, okay. And yet, fortunately to date, this has not happened. But now I need to ask you some difficult questions because, you know, we, we look at this and I go, oh, it's it's like, oh, we can do it. You can make it at home. You're You're a cosmetic chemist. I mean, you've been twice uh, the, the, the uh, president of the Society of Cosmetic Chemists in South Africa. This is no small feat. Um, you've done a VIP contributor at uh, CITE Japan, and you've been a... Co- te- what does technical committee member of CTFA mean?
1: So CTFA is the Cosmetic Toiletries and Fragrance Association in South Africa. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for the legislation around cosmetics. So being on the technical committee, we keep an eye on legislation. We look at all the issues around cosmetics. We make sure that people in South Africa it is self-regulated. So we do make sure that there's proper standards in place that advertising is done correctly. So it, it keeps an eye on the industry really, and we look at all those issues.
0: Let's talk about let's talk about advertising and marketing because. I have become very confused over the last while. And it's not just in in terms of cosmetics and stuff. Uh, One minute butter's good for you, the next minute it's bad for you, then margarine, then margarine's bad, then we... Now, we hear all of these horror stories about the stuff that people are putting in our... Everyday toiletries, cosmetics, toothpaste—you name it, okay. Um, and and the one I just—I was—we were chatting off fair earlier. Uh, the one that just uh, recently came across my desk was this whole horror story about sodium laurel ethyl sulfate, which if you look on the back of most bottles of shampoo, for example, that's when we. Because I, I immediately scurried off to have a look, but it's in a lot of stuff, um, and that's bad for you. Parabens, oh methyl paraben, bad, bad, bad. I don't know what it is, but it's bad. Why do we hear that these things are bad and yet we're slopping it onto our faces, bodies, in our baths daily?
1: Well, the truth is that they actually aren't bad. This is part of what drove my passion with The Cosmetic Chef is that I've always been, I'm actually quite irate with the amount of bull that is out there in the market about these toxic chemicals. And I needed to find a way to educate people that actually that's not true. So your sodium lauryl sulfate, yes, it goes into shampoos, it goes into toothpaste, it goes into various products. It is a cleansing agent and does a fantastic job. Guess mm-hmm. what, it's actually 100% safe. Yeah. So people come across these stories that you're gonna get brain cancer when you wash your hair with it or something. And the fact is, all of these supposed scare stories, including the parabens on the cancer side, they are not based on real scientific evidence. For instance, the paraben story. I mean, mm-hmm. parabens, for those who may not know, are preservatives. So, preservatives protect your product from any kind of microbial growth, so you, which you don't want because you can get funny little new growing in your products. Mm-hmm. But parabens was actually that whole thing came out by one scientist who did a completely flawed study like 15 odd years ago where she found a link to parabens and breast cancer tissue. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the flaws of the scientific study is that the area she was testing, she first cleaned the area with a paraben solution. So, oh. of course, you're going to find parabens in the tissues because you've just cleaned the area with parabens. So, that was one of the critical errors. The other was that she never did a control study. When you're doing a proper scientific study, you're supposed to have a complete control so that you can analyze. it. Mm-hmm. In the control study that wasn't supposed to have parabens, there were parabens. So, her whole study wasn't actually even peer-reviewed or accepted in scientific communities. But… However it was leaked, the results or the conclusion of her test was leaked. And next thing you know, of course, media, parabens cause cancer. I mean, bad news sells magazines. Mm -hmm. So before you knew it, and and it was all over the show, and by the time the little lab rats who we like to sit in the lab and not be bothered, by the time scientists reacted, it was already on page three, four of Google. Nobody mattered anymore. And now you come with a real scientific fact, and unfortunately, the science is hard to understand. So people don't take the time to read and they're just like, oh, well, that's it. Parabens are toxic and cancerous and that's all there is to it,
0: which Be- is not true. Because we've heard so much in, in the media. And that's one of the reasons I want to speak to you is, is about the bad things, you know, that that cosmetics contain whale products and amino uh, acids. Animal products, and that there's labs stashed somewhere where people deliberately, you know, throw shampoo into bunnies' eyes, and that I can see maybe, 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 maybe many years ago it happened. Does it? It doesn't happen today, surely.
1: No, in South Africa right now, and for at least the last (coughs) fifteen or twenty years, um, no cosmetic products, finished products, or ingredients have been tested on animals in South Africa. So we don't even have facilities that specialize in cosmetic testing of animals, and even worldwide the animal testing has stopped long
0: long ago so so the little bunny that you see on the side of the bottle of marketing that not tested on animals i mean
1: look it is uh, that's also a bit of a controversial yeah a bit of a controversial one because i mean of course animal testing is a very emotional issue so it's a difficult Mm. one to just delve into very quickly but overall, I mean, (laughs) animal testing was done decades ago, and it was part of the safety. So, let's say you use an ingredient. Let, well, we'll stick with, like, the sodium lauryl sulfate. Yeah. We've mentioned it. So, that ingredient, for it to be used in a cosmetic product, has to undergo stringent safety testing. And as it is in the food industry and pharmaceutical, animals were used for that years ago. But in cosmetics, they no longer use because they found replacement tests. But those tests were done, whatever, let's say 20, 30 years ago. So, this beauty without cruelty or the non-animal mm-hmm. testing, whatever that also has a time limit date because you might find a shampoo that has sodium lauryl sulfate in it Mm -hmm. that was tested on animals but it was tested, let's say, 30 years ago. There's a cutoff date for when it was last tested on animals and if it hasn't Ah. been tested on in the last 20 years, Mm -hmm. you can say it's okay yeah,
0: and and that it hasn't
1: been tested on animals. But the reality is most products at some point were tested but it, it is decades ago.
0: Okay. Well, th- thanks for clearing that up. So so those things are not necessarily bad for you, but I couldn't go off the off the street and go knock on Mr. Chemical Supply Company and say I'd like me, you know, 500 milliliters of sodium lauryl ethyl sulfate. Uh, that that has to come from somebody like you.
1: Um well, I could not, but would you you could but I mean they wouldn't sell you 500 because that they would only sell you in a like a <laughs> 1 ton minimum quantity. <laughs> So, I I mean, they would sell it to you, but even if you had it in its pure form, the worst thing about sodium lauryl sulfate or sodium lauryl sulfate is that it's got a very high pH. Yeah. And that is what makes it a skin irritant. Uh But if you think back to the original Johnson & Johnson's baby shampoo that had that no tears formulation, that's got sodium lauryl sulfate in it. But it is formulated with another product called Kokomotopropyl betaine. And using those two together makes both of them milder. And also it's about the pH. So then there's citric acid added in, which brings your pH down. And this is where it helps having the chemistry and the formulation knowledge. Because when you combine certain ingredients together, you can make a product incredibly mild. And also... The thing is, you're not using straight sodium lauryl sulfate on your skin. You're using it in a percentage. And
0: listen, let's be fair. We used to wash with carbolic soap. So let's just... Listen, here's a very interesting message just come in. Uh, With regard to the organic content of her products, what kind of organic products is she looking for? She being you. Connie, Uh, I'm in Zimbabwe, and we have quite a range of organic products that can be used in cosmetics. By the way, love the show, love your station. So that's Dez in Zimbabwe. Hi, Jess, so, Thanks for the message. So, um, so, I tell you what, would you be happy to give out your, your email address later on? Absolutely, Des, yes. Des could contact you directly then.
1: With pleasure. We can talk
0: about it. Maybe we can use some Zimbabwean organic products.
1: Absolutely.
0: I hear Baobab seeds are the in thing at the moment.
1: Baobab is the in thing. Um,
0: did I get it right? You did. There was a wild stab yes. in the dark there. I've just heard something about Babs a while ago. Anyway, okay, so let's get on to very, very quickly. You've got this. You've got the book. What happens if I'm sitting at home and I want to get a couple of the girls around and I want to um, have a cosmetic chef party? Is Is such a thing possible?
1: Absolutely. I've done a few of them. I'll come to your home, do a demo for you, show you how to make a product and just – Have some fun with the girls and and talk about the products and ask whatever questions you want to.
0: All righty. We are chatting to Connie Oberata from The Cosmetic Chef all about crafting cosmetics in your kitchen. Yes, you can do it. Um, It's a beautiful book. The book is available. And Connie has been good enough and kind enough to say that tonight she's going to give away a copy of the book and a kit so that you can make some of the products in the book. Am I correct? Yep. That's valued in excess of 500 Rand. Yes. Correct. So there we go. She's going to be doing that. I do look forward to that. So there we go. Des in Zimbabwe, stay listening. Uh, we will give uh, out Connie's email address in just a little while. David Watts on Mix 93.8. Can't believe it. I was almost up. Almost time for us to say goodbye, and we haven't even gotten to the good parts. So essentially, the book is available where, Connie?
1: It's on my website, which is
0: thecosmeticschef.com. The Cosmetics Chef. Now, don't forget it's thecosmetics, okay? Cosmeticschef.com. You can get the book there. How much is it retail for?
1: 350.
0: Rand. That's not bad when you consider what's in here. I mean, I've, I've been paging through this. I'm thinking, well, okay. There's a part of me that actually wants to kind of try and do the, the, the mad scientist and go, I mean, edible lip polish. Holy guacamole. Uh, what I liked is, and I've seen this, um, is there's a, there's a body soak, bath, muscle bath soak. Now, what you've got in here, now, and I listen to this. I mean, it's raw almonds, citric acid, sodium bicarbonate, baking soda, salt, Epsom salts. Something similar to this. In a retail store, I was in there the other day and I looked specifically at this, okay? Selling anywhere between 180, 250 rand, for what you can make for 40, 50 bucks at home? 20 bucks Twenty at home for double the amount. There you go. You see? So, uh, well worth getting hold of it. Check it out, thecosmeticschef.com. And uh, if somebody wants to get hold of you, Connie, what is what is your email address?
1: So, my email address is info. At mm-hmm.
0: the Info at thecosmeticschef.com. Info uh, at thecosmeticschef.com. If you could leave the crazies behind, only people are genuinely interested in The <laughs> Cosmetics Chef. Even so,
1: crazies are welcome. <laughs> oh, you're so
0: sweet. Listen, uh, the prize that we're giving away tonight, uh, we're giving away um, the book and then a kit. Yeah, it's a
1: starter kit. So okay. with the starter kit, you get enough ingredients to make a few of the recipes. Or one of my favorite recipes in the book is a nourishing night lotion you actually get to make yourself like a year's supply of this night lotion.
0: And you use a preservative so it stays for a year.
1: Yes. So all of the recipes that I did develop, I did do them as proper cosmetic formulations. And they all have a very good shelf life of at least 18 months. So except for the fresh food ingredients like the avocado hair mask or something or the pineapple mask. Those obviously you need to use straight away. But all of the other ones are actually tested to have a proper shelf life so that you can use them up without needing to store them in a fridge in a dark cupboard or anything, yeah. like your normal cosmetic you'd buy.
0: This is an amazing gift for somebody. It's, a, it's an absolutely amazing gift. And to have that kind of party, I mean, we, we all had, uh, you know, these storage container parties and, you know, everybody going. Mean, you can only buy so much of them, and the lids always go and disappear on the <laughs> desert island. Now, I promise you, they yeah. live on a desert island where all of the other socks are.
1: Yes, together with the Sox, socks.
0: Definitely. Socks and the, yeah. The, so, um, but this would be amazing. And, I mean, think about it. If you get the book… You can make this stuff and you can then give it as a gift.
1: And one of the best things about making it yourself is if, if you hate coconut oil, well, then you can use olive oil or sunflower oil. Mm-hmm. You get to choose what you want to put in it. And you can fragrance it the way you want to with whatever essential oil. So you really get to play and be creative and make your own product exactly the way you want to. So
0: you do workshops. You mentioned at the Miele Kitchen in Bryanston. When yes. is the next one coming up?
1: The next one is coming up on the 4th of May.
0: Okay, so they can then, once again, info at za. They can book there, and they can go out and do their thing. Um, I love this. It's coming now. Okay, then. Baobab and Moringa are huge here. Thanks for reading my message. I can only wish Connie well. What a wonderful initiative. P.S. I'm a woman, in case you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Dez in Zimbabwe. Thanks, thanks Dez. Dez. Yeah. Um, uh, d- 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 thanks. Uh, you know, man, lady, I was just you know passing on the message. But uh, glad you guys are listening in Zimbabwe. Uh, you need some sort of light in your life over there, I guess. And hey, uh, <laughs> homemade cosmetics. What better thing? Okay, so how does somebody enter? Um, what are we going to ask them? We're going to ask. Um, okay. I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask. Let's do this. Okay you're gonna we're gonna give out a whatsapp number okay people are gonna whatsapp all they gotta do is whatsapp mix fm and their name and email address so mix fm name email address WhatsApp that to 72 correct? Correct, yes. Okay, so you WhatsApp that. Uh, Connie's then going to put it into the randomizer. One lucky person will then win um, the book, The Cosmetics, Chef Crafting Cosmetics in Your Kitchen, and the starter kit. Uh, anybody else, go out and get those starter kits. Man, it looks like so much fun. I'll give you that number once again, okay? So don't WhatsApp Mix FM, okay? Very important. This is another number. So you've got to give Mix FM your name and your email address to 072-431-7299. Again, okay, because people are now jumping on our WhatsApp line. (laughs) This is another WhatsApp number, 072-431-7299 get those WhatsApps going. One person will be lucky enough uh, to win it. It is a fantastic book. Connie, we wish you all the best. I love hearing from entrepreneurs. I love hearing from people who are taking their passion and becoming successful with it. Uh, We wish you all the best. I think it's a brilliant venture. And uh, who knows, you might even see some of the mixed gang at uh, one of your uh, workshops. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Some of us could do with a bit of help in the facial department. Right. So there we go. Wraps it up on a Monday night. It is Mix 93.8. Uh, I said tonight was going to be the night for our second hour. Apparently, we're not doing a second hour tonight. Uh, that's going to kick off from next week. All things being equal, I'm going to be chatting in the second hour next week. First hour, we're going to be chatting to As Paul. Second hour, we're going to be chatting once again to Andy Brocklehurst, all about internet marketing and how to get your products and your content and everything online and uh, make yourself a bit of residual or passive income so that all still to come until then have yourselves a fantastic one thank you so much for listening david watts on mix 93.8